0: Welcome to part two of Health Systems CIO's podcast interview with Tony Ambrosi, Chief Digital and Information Officer at Baptist Health South Florida. In this segment, Ambrosi talks about why health systems are looking to outside industries to fill digital leadership roles, the three biggest roadblocks healthcare has faced in providing an optimal consumer experience, and how he believes Baptists will be able to overcome them. And I think that that's uh, why we're starting to see more people like you come in from, from other industries is that agility hasn't been there in healthcare for a lot of reasons. So do you think that that's one of the advantages you bring coming from, you know, the industries you've been in?
1: Probably. And by, by the way, look, you know, there are areas where you want to try, maybe fail and learn and try again and succeed. And there are others like providing healthcare. Or, you know, planes flying where you don't really want to experiment as you go. Right. Right. But in in terms of digital experience, uh, as long as we don't send, you know, our consumers into the wrong place and, you know, the wrong thing happens to them, uh, you can iterate, you know, and you can do it pretty fast. And I think I'm seeing a lot of different provider systems across the country looking for folks such as myself with backgrounds in you know in the consumer focused industries and really i believe the drive is that exactly that um digital mindset that is intensely consumer focused intensely iterative you know that's agile uh, let's do it, rather than spend a lot of time trying to perfect things from the beginning which is not possible by the way and let's start yeah. sooner and and see how it goes and as long as we learn fast and learn our, from our mistakes and we correct them fast, that's probably it, yes.
0: Okay. When you talked about the keys to, to transitioning to a different industry, you talked about once you get in, the need to really immerse yourself. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: what were some of the things that may have surprised you?
1: Yeah, that's it's a great question. Obviously, we, I, I've been lucky, knock on wood, not to need medical care as much other than the regular checkups, that sort of thing. You know, but it's obvious to everybody, including the insiders, that I don't think they would disagree with the statement that maybe healthcare, at least in the U.S., is not functioning as it's needed to, especially given right. the costs and the fact that there is a big chunk of the U.S. economy and dedicated to, to healthcare, as I said. So some things that I don't know if I was surprised, but I got a bigger, better picture of what things didn't seem to work as I would think. Uh, given the, and I think from now that I know what I know, and by the way, I'm just still a beginner, definitely. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other smarter folks, some on your on your programs that know a lot more. Uh, but from my perspective, from a technology and digital perspective, I think they're really probably three different reasons why we're seeing these strange challenges in healthcare, at least from a consumer perspective. And and I would say, number one, first and foremost, is historically, the patient uh, has not necessarily been the customer, but rather the product in between payers and Mm -hmm. and physicians. Um, And all the interactions outside, clearly, the medical care. and, And most consumers, such as yourself and myself, and Uh, Short of life and death situations, uh, we do want to have a lot of say in our healthcare. If nothing else in the type of engagement experience, the experiences that we have. We do expect getting an appointment to a doctor to roughly feel the same way as anything else that we interact with in our lives in terms of being able to order for digital, right? And then the second one is I think Historically, historically, and this is funny because in reality, none of these—the ones I mentioned—are really anybody in particular blaming clearly. But it's the, that combination of historical factors. But one of them is the financial incentives are not necessarily aligned for patient well-being versus pension remediation. Payers pay providers solely on on the basis of treatment provided. And it's just in the recent times and in the recent years, mostly driven by, I think, the providers where this concept of value care, that is health needs provided, you know, in ways that encourage uh, wellness, that has been happening. Um, so I think that's, that's probably a, a second thing that it's somewhat uh, surprising to me. And The third thing I would say is, Some of the technology that the healthcare providers and possibly the payers, but I'm not not familiar. Some of the technology that providers have, it's, they're relatively old technologies and inflexible. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, some of the, the vendors in the space are dominant and monolithic, especially in the EMR space. And it's hard to make them work in a way that as a provider, you're agile and you can provide digital and, and so you wouldn't see this kind of a combination of all technologies elsewhere, unless you're like a bankrupt um, uh, retail company. And right, so that, right. That, right. And then they look back and they say, oh, it was Amazon who killed us. This is the retailer. <laughs> no, it was lack of investment in systems and other things. So that, that kind of introduces a lot of churn in the ecosystem. And, you know, you have uh, now interesting new entrants, such as Amazon. You also have a bunch of uh, startups trying to provide technology. And so there's a lot of churn. Um, there are ways we can deal with these things. And first and foremost, we, try, we need to put the consumers and patients at the center of the experience. And by the way, let me, let me be clear. Patients are at the center of the medical care experience absolutely you know in the operating room that's the patient is everything it's the making sure in the process of booking something all the way to the insurance paying for that all that journey and it's uh, really outside the medical care is really flawless and seamless and that that needs to happen through digital technologies then you know clearly for all technologies we can uh, and we will transform that technology and and transforming the, the organizations, the talent, the processes, and the tools. And also one, one thing that I've noticed that we, we, we want to make sure is um, companies and systems and providers, I believe, need to be a lot more in control over their technology, and some of it being developed in-house than in the past.
0: Is that something that you noticed from the outside, or did it take really kind of getting to know the industry to realize that? that gap exists
1: um that's that's a great point i think it was the signs were there but i i couldn't figure out why you you interact and you see you get on your mobile app to do something and the digital experience doesn't seem very fluid and the the reason why is that you know um, most folks are trying to mesh different systems and different products together in a way that probably we wouldn't do uh, elsewhere so um, that's definitely a strategy to be as much as in control over the digital experience as possible. Now, using and reusing systems and vendors and startups and companies, definitely so. But but from a digital experience, which is so important to the customer, we need to be as much in, in, in control of it as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, the big question is is how to move forward with that. I mean, it depends on the organization and so many other factors, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm very lucky, I should say, that Baptist is very committed to this vision. And their commitment also means, you know, allocating funds and, and support for talent and transformation. Um, you know, not everybody can do that. Um, you know, the truth to be, to be told. Um, but I think we're in a good shape. And that's where yeah. great leadership at the top level is so incredible, so incredibly important.
0: Okay. Just one last thing I wanted to ask. Was mm-hmm. In terms of uh, your role, so Chief Digital and, and Information Officer, was it a, an advantage to you or a plus to be the first person at the organization in this role and maybe define it? Or how did you view that?
1: That That's true. So that's the first time um, the company organization had this role. I think there's definitely advantages. You know, it's probably a, a little bit harder uh, when you come in and you, you try to articulate, you know, what is it that you know, somebody like myself actually does? And I, I presented to one of the board committees maybe a week or two ago, and I said, well, there was a slide that I said, this is what this person I'm supposed to do. This is why you hired me. These are the four or five major expectations of me. And so there is a element of me learning and me teaching the organization and definitely uh, that. And so that's fine. But on the other hand, there's a certain advantage of being able to shape the role and the expectations. But all of that, it's a lot easier because the organization is very supportive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. I am sure that makes a big difference.
1: No, absolutely. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. And no regrets coming into healthcare so far?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was interesting. As I said, I've I've been keeping an eye on this, in this space as the next place to be able to make a big difference relative to where you start. I've been keeping an eye for maybe a couple of years. So way before COVID, and you know, COVID even made it more clear to me and probably the rest of humanity how important healthcare is, and you know some of the struggles in healthcare for which at least the providers are are not at fault at all. Yeah. And certainly, I I could help here more than elsewhere. So no, there there are no regrets so far.
0: Right, sad. Okay, well, I know I've already gone a bit over. So. Um... I think that that's it for now. Um, I would definitely like to speak to you again down the road to see how things are going and <laughs> to see how everything takes shape.
1: Of course, of course. So, and you're probably going to ask me that question. You just asked me again in like I don't know six months or a year. Do you still not regret <laughs> it? <laughs> we will see. On the positive side, when you go into a new space, you're clearly a new new company, but also a new domain, new space, especially one with a lot of transformation you don't do that because you expect a, you know, easy sailing and cruising. You expect the challenges and the, and frankly, the challenges are in the figuring out because yes, some systems are a little bit ahead of others in terms of how they do the digital transformation, but no one is really way ahead. And we're kind of all kind of grouped together. And then have the likes of, you know, Apple and Google in terms of digital experiences they are well ahead of anybody. Um, And so there's a lot of figuring out we need to do. And, you know, it was clearly something that I expected and I looked forward and was prepared for. But in any case, I'll be here to answer that question in six months, if you like.
0: (laughs) That sounds great. All
1: right. right. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely connect again.